Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work, and you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me, and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome, everyone, to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special, special guest with us today. We have Kathleen Keen. Welcome, Kathleen. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you. So not only is Kathleen a graduate of the Empowered Secure Love Program, she is also now one of our amazing coaches inside of the program. So this is this is a special treat. Um, I'm really excited to have a, a conversation with you. And I want to give the audience a little bit um, of your background. Sure. So Kathleen, as I said, is a graduate of the Empowered Secure Love Program. She's also a licensed mental health counselor, self-identified nerd. We have so much of this in common, Kathleen. I love it. Um, She's consuming any and all books, podcasts, and courses on attachment theory, IFS, and RLT. Those are... What is... Remind me again. 
So, um, internal family, yep. Internal yep. family systems and relational life theory. Yep. That's what we were talking about. So yep. wonderful interventions for relationships. Um, and also she's reading a variety of self-development content. She feels most aligned with her purpose when connecting and walking alongside people in their efforts to navigate self-discovery, healing, and embodying and loving their most authentic self. Kathleen is genuinely thrilled to be part of Dr. Morgan's team. Yes. And eager to utilize the amazing curriculum that has been life-changing in her own life. And now she's getting to support and coach all the courageous women inside of the program. And in her personal life, she loves lifting weights, spending time with family and friends, trying to keep her sneaker and athleisure obsession in check and getting outside when the Florida heat allows it. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. All the things, especially, we... I mean, especially all the stuff about like, our. I'm so excited to be a part of this program because it was so important to me. And like I said, life changing. So I'm excited. Should, for should we just do a podcast on athletic wear? Instead? I mean, please, please. <laughs> Although I'm trying to keep it in check. My sneaker <laughs> obsession and leggings are just, it's hard What's your... to justify. What's your favorite athletic wear brand right now? Side tangent. Um, yeah, I there's this um, Australian brand. <laughs> brand is it Lorna Jane? No, but I I have some of those. I love okay. that brand too. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's like E C H T. Oh yeah, letter. Yeah, yes. so I have those, and then I really like Balance, and you know, just I am. I've heard that you're giving me a new one to try. The E C H T. Yeah, and they're very affordable. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love, I love it. it all. And I'm amazing. I'm not a good influence when it comes to pulling in that habit. I will encourage anyone to indulge. I almost feel like I like get my, <laughs> oh, my I'm so... by like encouraging other people to. I'm the worst. Yeah. Season. So Bozeman has this store called Lux Society, believe it or okay. not, Bozeman, Montana. And it is all of the best athletic wear in one store. That kind of like, yeah, dangerous. it's like, so dangerous. But anytime I have someone visiting, I take them there. So I'm just, I am an enabler when it comes I to athletic wear. I am too. Most of the time <laughs> I am holding people accountable to them, their best self. But when it comes to that, I will support nonsense. Hey, I love it. <laughs> we have that in common. Okay. Well, all, all of that aside, Kathleen, I really excited to hear about your journey. And I love that we have the mental health training as a background. And I think one of the things I've learned is that even though we know all the things to do, and maybe we're helping people in this area of their lives, it's a whole lot different to actually apply it to ourselves. Absolutely. And, and actually being in the health professions, I think it makes you vulnerable to just taking care of everyone else instead of yourself. Cause that's, Absolutely. that's what you're drawn to doing. You're a caretaker. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear your story and kind of before the program, what life was like and all, all your takeaways. So yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about prior to doing the work inside the program. Sure. Um, so before the program, um, similar to what you were just talking about as a therapist, I was so invested and in doing so much work and helping my clients through a lot of these things with relationships and attachment and love attachment theory. Um, and doing well at work, really feeling like I was confident in what I was doing and showing up and feeling good about being in my purpose and 
Um, I've done a lot of therapy since grad school, which is, feels like many moons ago, um, and have been working on self-esteem and my own attachment stuff. And it was translating in pretty much every area of my life, um, except for dating. Um, but I think that from an outside perspective, um, it would seem like I had everything kind of together. But there was this kind of confusion from family and friends about like why I wasn't dating or what was going on in my day. I, you know, I have this career that I'm building and feeling really good about. My friends and family relationships are growing and blossoming. I, my, my faith was doing, was growing. My, I was going to the gym everywhere. Like I was doing all these things that align with from an outside looks like healthy, happy living, which it was in so many ways. And it was not translating to my relationship life. And there was a, it was either like avoiding it completely, like kind of tucking it away um, and just focusing on all these other things that I had going for me that I felt good about, that I felt like I could navigate from a space of confidence and knowing and feeling like I wasn't going to mess it up per se. Um, or I was making it a priority and feeling completely overwhelmed by it in a way that, you know, through the work that I'd been doing in therapy, I had felt more confident showing up to the first part of dating. I could go on dates and could know like, okay, I'm changing this mindset from, will they like me to, am I feeling this connection and, and how am I feeling? And I can do all of that. And I was confident in that space. Um, but inevitably I went from these like long-term relationships that were the typical anxious attachment connected to avoided attachment and stayed in it too long. And it was really toxic. So I'd gotten out of that phase through therapy and healed some of those things. Um, but when it came to dating from that secure attachment, that seemed to be in all other areas of my life, it would start off with boundaries and confidence. And then it would just get to this point where in a very bizarre and familiar way, this insecurity and anxiety and anxious attachment would just creep back in and the relationship would inevitably end. And even though logically I knew it was the feelings that were being like triggered in that space, couldn't have anything to do with the person that was, that I was getting to know because I didn't know them long enough to have such a strong reaction. Um, mm. but I couldn't figure out how to, I've done this attachment work. Like I, it just didn't make sense. And there was something missing. Right. So I knew that I knew that I 100% was bringing my own stuff to the table, but I couldn't figure out how it was working everywhere else, but here. Um, and I was over therapy at this point as a therapist. And that's <laughs> probably, you know, says quite a bit because I can understand why people get burnt out from therapy. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So my typical response to that is like, read and consume everything. And I found your podcast because I, you know, I must have oh typed in gosh. like I love attachment it. and relationship or something. <laughs> and your podcast came up and I had been like trying to sort yeah. through a couple of them. I had found a few and listened to one or two of their episodes and I just wasn't, it wasn't yeah. catching on. And so I listened to yours and I think I probably listened to 90% of the, and this was like only a few months ago, really. So I went through like a binging of all of your episodes. Um, and the way that you would talk about attachment theory and normalize all these things that I was feeling, but couldn't bridge this gap between, um, yeah. felt really different than how I had talked about it in therapy. Um, I want to pause so, you just for a second, yeah. just because you've said so many yeah, great oh, things. I do that. <laughs> <Say so many> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. The fact that you opened up about, hey, from the outside, it looked like I had all these areas of my life together and you did, you know, career mm -hmm. going well, faith going well, you're in the gym every day. So everything looks really great. And then even getting to the point where, okay, you were dating, you had more confidence dating, mm -hmm. 
But then realizing this pattern of, okay, at some point, as I'm trying to build a long-term relationship, I'm having these anxious internal responses where I'm wanting to push people away, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm having these Absolutely. things come up and realizing that, it, you know, the key word here is that it was disproportionate to the relationship. And so then you're realizing I have to do something different. Yes. So there's a lot there. I think like one of the things I want to point out is that as women, we get to have it all. I think sometimes we think like, I'll just be fine with my career. Yeah. I'll just be, I'll travel around the world with my girlfriends, all blah, 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 blah. But no, you get to have an amazing career and an amazing relationship. So you have to realize that. Right. That I deserve that because I want it. Because I want it. If I didn't want it to be a different thing, but I do want it and I deserve it. And then I I think that's so, what's so weird about that space of um, when internally, I know that something's missing and that this isn't translating and I want it so badly to translate and that it's not. So there's this frustration with myself of like, why did I, why can't I make it work here and not in this one specific space that is important to me? Um, but I think there's also this added layer of um, expectation that comes from people that are, that's intended to be loving of almost like, well, why can't you be happy with what you have? Like you have so much and like you have so many things to be grateful for. And, you know, you're so blessed in all these areas and you're doing so well and some people don't have. And so there's this like internal tug of war that goes on of like, I do want it. And I'm, I know in a certain way that I deserve it, but then I almost feel guilty that I'm like, well, I deserve that too. In addition to these other things that I have. that are Other really people's, special. other people's standards will sometimes right. muddy your own standards. Right, right. Which is not a good game to play because then you're living your life based on other people's standards. So having to yeah, come back to that inner knowing of like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe their life went that way or those are those are their standards, but hey, like what are my standards? Right. And I know right. I know that something's off and that I'm being blocked from something that I really want. So mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. I love that distinction. Yeah, I, I think it was in if I if I could see the translation of the work that I had already done. And I knew that that came for me. No one else was doing the work in therapy to work on my self-esteem and the, what I could get to in attachment, um, in therapy, I had to do all that. And I saw the change. So I knew that I could (laughs) make it work. I just was getting so stuck with like, why in this specific area that I feel like has been the reason why I even start to explore attachment. Why else other than relationship? Um, and that it just, that's the one area that it was like, no, this isn't going to, this isn't going to work. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. So you, so you were brave enough to have that realization of, Hey, I get to have it all. And then also, okay, I'm the common denominator. All of us have that common denominator moment. And it's like, damn it. I can't right. believe the dating apps. I can't believe yes. the dating pool. It's me. Right. Hi, it's me. Yep. I'm the problem, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm the problem. So yeah. So you got to that point. You listen mm-hmm. to 90% of the podcast episodes. Yeah. Obsessively, <laughs> like crazy. And I also listen to podcasts on double speed. So nothing about my approach to this is like normal, but so I'm like listening to these podcasts at the gym and uh, like obsessively, like and you're, you're talking about the program and I'm hearing some of the podcasts that you're having people that have finished the yeah. program, graduated from the program. Um, and my, it, it wasn't a, I, I knew I needed to do the program, right? So I'm, I'm listening to these podcasts. I'm identifying with how you're moving through the information. I'm hearing these people talk about their experience. And, and I'm like, this is something about what is here is, has not been what I've been getting in therapy or my deep dives into like understanding these concepts on my own. And I need to do it. And trying to 
really solidify. I kind of went to this place of, which I think most people do on, I'm going to like invest in myself and knowing that that's a loving act. Um, and almost out of what you think you're supposed to do, feeling hesitant to do it, right? Like you're going to put money into yourself. And, and so I started to go down that path a little bit of, um, like thinking about finances or whatever. And really what it came down to and what I could only, I, the only question I could come up with that would answer whether or not I need to do this program is like, why not? Like if I can find a why not that is valid, if, it, if I need to save for it first and, and it would be more of a why not now versus maybe I need to do this yeah. later. Do I have the time to do it? Can I prioritize this in a way that's going to um, allow me to dive into it the way that I want? Can I make the time for it? Which is a choice that I would have to make, right? Um, and I had no one, I had no answers that weren't. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have so much gold here because I think what people don't realize is we're so programmed not to invest in ourselves, especially as women. Oh my God. Right. Like we're right. supposed to show up for everyone else. And, you know, mm -hmm. you can, you can spend money on your physical appearance, go get your Absolutely. hair done, your nails done, all that. Yep. Right. But when you say like, no, I'm, I'm investing in me and this is inner work. That's for me. There can be so much resistance to that. And and that can be a byproduct of self-worth. Mm -hmm. like, like I don't feel worthy of investing in me. So just the radical act of investing in you helps your self-worth automatically. hundred percent. Yeah. It's an intrinsic message of I'm taking care of something. So it must be important. And if that thing is me, then it's hard to deny that at least part of me thinks I'm important, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like that, that intrinsic message to reinforce what I'm trying to get to. Um, and I also realized that, you know, if I, if I were dating someone and they were to come to me and be like, I want to do this thing for myself and it's going to be, you know, I'm going to have to put in time and money into it, but it's going to be for my development. There would be zero hesitation to be like, please do it. Like, how can I help you support you in doing yes. that for you? Um, and so it, it just didn't make sense not to. And then, yeah. So I, I think I scheduled to do a call that next week after I kind of had that conversation with myself um, and spoke with Amy and she's amazing and reassured that all the things that I had questions about, especially as a therapist, right? So I know all these things. I know attachment theory. I've read the books. I've, you know, I've read attached. I've read the power of attachment and I've done Diane Poole like um, mm -hmm. courses and all that stuff. And so my, the other part of me that starts to like creep in is like, is this the right program where I'm not, it's not going to be the same stuff I've already heard. Um, mm -hmm. And Amy immediately reassured me, which um, in all of like very important and valid ways of, you know, the depth in which I go in each of the, in this information is where I take it. And that at any level of awareness of attachment theory um, can be beneficial to dive into this program. And I 100% validate that by being in the program and understanding the curricula and all that stuff. So it, yeah. It was, yeah. So that was my process. And of I love it. Through. I love it because I think a lot of the amazing women that we help, they have a lot of awareness and maybe they've mm -hmm. read attached and maybe they've, they've Been read therapy, right. Jay Shetty's book. And then they read somebody else's book and they, so they're a lot of the women we get to help are really smart, 100%. you know, which I love because that, because that was me. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like yeah. I, knew all this stuff logically, but then I think you and I know it's a whole different experience to do this inner work and actually embody mm -hmm. becoming securely attached instead of just like 100%. knowing what it is. Yeah. 100%. Um, to the point of 
just the vulnerability that goes into letting someone see the progression towards that goal instead of the finished product. It's like, here, I've done it. I've listened to the podcast. I've read the book. And here it's the vulnerability that goes into being messy and knowing it, but not knowing how to implement it or that confusion and yeah, lo- logical brain awareness, logical awareness is totally different than emotional right. internalizing, which I know that was something you and I talked about in our yep. early coaching calls. Which that was I... our first coaching call, which for me, I like <laughs> think that that changed everything for me. Yeah. I think that was one of the most important like aha moments. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into it now, but sure, yeah, go for it. But the idea that on our first call, and I loved it too because I think that in the space of I, I, we were talking, you were getting to know kind of where I was at with the program because it was our first time speaking. Um, and I was kind of giving you this whole dialogue around attachment and where I was at, my anxious attachment, all this stuff. Um, and you lovingly, but also in a like calling me out way, which I love because I think people are afraid to call me out because I know what I'm talking about. But I'm ta- like, please call me out, someone, please, because I don't want to be the one that knows it all because I'm missing something here. But you like lovingly, called me out and like you have told me so much information and there's like no emotion in any of it like it's so intellectualized and that's such a defense mechanism and you know the healing of all of this stuff includes the emotional piece of that which opened the door to like mother wounded my I'm too much and I mean yeah for 30 minute call I was just blown away (laughs) by how much we talked about and how much it got right to the core of these pieces that I had truly been going through the motions in a way that for so long had been soothing for me, but it wasn't healing for me. It was calming for the sake of not disrupting instead of calming for the sake of actually like Mm -hmm. caring for myself. Um, And that in itself was just changed my experience throughout the rest of the program because using that information to then look at the beliefs, to then look at all these. ways that I was navigating vulnerability um, in a less vulnerable way than I thought I was <laughs> unintentionally, but still like it was a cop out. <laughs> you were, you were showing up in ways that let you feel comfortable. 100%. And may it reaffirmed a belief that it also kept me in connection that if I were to let someone into the emotional piece of things, that if I were to feel it all instead of intellectualize it all and show the emotion, um, that that was going to lead to disconnection because that was too much because I, my emotions were too much. My, I felt too much. I was too sensitive and that made people uncomfortable. And so if I could intellectualize it, show that I had a grip on it, it also muted the emotional expression of it because I could talk myself essentially out of the emotion. I just, I kind of have to laugh a little bit because it's like, what a, what a great career, right? I mean, right. All day long, all day long. <laughs> I really got expert level in, uh, intellectual and intellectual. You're experience. so damn smart. We know this about you. It's like, it's such an amazing quality that you have. So we don't ever want to, we want to say, wow, that was a great coping skill. It's done a lot for me. And it's really blocked me from connecting in the way that I want to connect in the way mm-hmm. that I deserve to connect. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it still plays its part. It's just not in the same order and it serves to take me further after I've done the part that I was trying to skip. <laughs> so by skipping over the emotional experience part, 
and going into like intellectualizing that that has a purpose and it doesn't need to go away um yeah exactly i can't skip over the feeling yeah your your intellect all the things that you know that's such a beautiful part of who you are and you still get to share that with people and show up that way and you get to have other tools of being emotionally vulnerable and sharing how you feel and expressing Mm -hmm. what your needs are right like you you get to have all of it available to you instead of having that one tool of you know i'll take care of you and i'll Uh show you how smart i am and then i won't need anything from you and then you won't abandon me right? right right i will be a contributor to your life and i will not ask for too much because then you'll leave. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And so (laughs) I, I love, I loved your willingness to really take my direct feedback that I gave you and then really use that to help you for the rest of the program. And I'm curious, were there any particular exercises or anything that you did that, that helped you have those aha moments? For sure. Um, another call that we had, you had, um, building off of the previous one that we were just speaking on, um, you had told me to schedule to have a breakdown, (laughs) which seems so silly and I get it. Um, but in the space of taking that information and actually leaning into the discomfort of feeling all the things that I had been talking myself out of for several reasons, but mostly because it's like, it's really not too much, this belief that I had, which again, goes back to all of the belief work in the curricula, um, but pulling from that part of this core belief that I'm too much, right? That if I'm raw and real and unfiltered, that's too much for people and they will get overwhelmed and not know what to do with it. And so just put that away. Um, To give myself enough space to almost lean into that fear and be too much, to see that it really isn't all that much (laughs) um, and that it is um, it's, it's not too much. It's makes me, me in a way that is endearing. I think in a lot of ways, less like I, the only word I can think of right now is disgust, like moving away from, um, but it's, it, I think it's vulnerable. And I think that to have both the ability to show up and be supportive, um, I think people want to feel like they can give back to that. So letting people into that vulnerability and letting people see that messiness also gives them a chance to like step in in a way that they deserve to also not I don't need to be the expert in that space all the time um it's not very fair to them either it opens you up to reciprocal connection exactly and that is what I crave yeah but I can't get there without the messy part first yeah so, so good. And that, that belief work, was that different than anything that you had done in therapy? Yes. Um, because of the fact that the curricula, it just builds off of itself. So like you just keep building. Um, and I think that belief work itself can be, um, helpful regardless of what level or what way you dive into it, how deep you go into it. It can be helpful in just the concept and understanding thoughts and core beliefs, all that stuff. Um, but the way that everything became a building on from, and we're not going to leave that behind. We're going to bring it into the next piece of this. Um, I think that with the belief work that you have in your program and then tying that to the um, repetition compulsion, I loved that piece of it. Um, and really understanding how 
ingrained that belief work is and how it shows up in so many areas and that the secure you, I mean, all of these things where you're almost putting side by side the place that you're in and the place that you want to be and and making the connection and, and feeling the difference in both of those spaces because then it creates an awareness to when you're out of alignment with this version that you're working on and that you deserve to be in securely attached you. Um, but you, I think that for the way that you put this together, you allowed for the space of where the beliefs are at and how you're coming into the program. And you immediately, even with the morning alignment, immediately introduced this um, idea that what you want is achievable. And I think that putting those things side by side throughout the program helped to feel a little less overwhelming. Like it kept this heaviness of old beliefs alongside of excitement and hopefulness of what could be and what you can create. And I think yes. that one without the other can feel a little bit inauthentic. I'm glad that you that you realize that. That's so intentional because I think if we're just looking at the past, if we're just focused on our trauma, if that's all we're talking about and we're processing and we're looking at these unhelpful beliefs, that can feel so heavy. And mm-hmm. then it's not really giving us that pull forward and that real desire to change. So yeah. it's very intentional to do that identity work of, yes, we got to revisit your past because yep. that that's part of it. And all the coaches out there that say, oh, if you just write about the life you want, it's going to happen. Like, I'm sorry, bullshit, right? Right. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. we got to visit the past, but let's also create the identity that is your highest and best self, create the securely attached mm-hmm. you. Let's, let's do both. And I think that was what was different for me specifically from psychotherapy mm-hmm. is a lot yeah. of that deep identity work and intentionally creating your highest and best self and your mm-hmm. securely attached self. Yeah. And you really, I mean, I think that through the curricula and then the the Facebook group and then the group calls, which were great, and the one-on-one calls, it allows for these big concepts that you're moving through to feel like you could bring it into real time and see other people move through it a little bit differently, which then sparks an idea or inspires something or normalizes that it's going to be an up and down process. So I think that there's just so many aspects of how it brings in community and support and you're learning along the way. And we're talking about the things and people are having successes and struggles throughout it. And they're posting about it and people are being encouraging. And it just, it makes the, what you're reaching for part of it feel realistic without this, um, what I think social media does of this highlight reel that makes it look like if it's not easy, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. It, It makes the struggle part of it and normalizes that. And then puts you in position to almost like really bring to light this idea of who you're trying to be and how much you have access to that. And you almost become like your own wisdom coach throughout with the, like the, the securely attached to you document that you have yes. to like, you can coach yourself through those hard moments through accessing a part of you that is made by you is put together and thought through by you, which you know yourself better than anyone else. Um, so I think it's just yeah. I love that you power. noticed that. Yeah. And hence empowered, you know, empowered yeah, <laughs> because exactly. it, this was another part of the program I realized is, um, and I'm sure you know, this as a therapist that people can become too dependent yep. on a therapist and actually, you know, teaching you how to self-soothe, teaching you how to show up for yourself, teaching mm-hmm. you how to realign 
mm-hmm. your highest and best self so that you can do that at any time. Absolutely. And you're not like waiting on a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think there's so much there for empowering yourself. And hey, I love therapy. I know you you do as well. I love therapy. I, we love I it. Therapy. Yeah. We, we love it. It gives people so much awareness. But when you're looking for like really empowering yourself and, and like implementing the change, mm-hmm. I think coaching is a really good model for that. Yeah. And the um, realness, you have an amazing team of people. You've been so, it's clear that you've been so intentional. And so I think that walking through this process, not only with people who are part of this community, which it just naturally attracts these um, you know, strong women who feel relatable and real, but also are fighting for the life that they, the quality of life that they deserve. Um, and so you put that alongside coaches that, that you've brought in that have done the program. So it's not this like disconnection and and they're talking in a way of like, yeah, this is hard. And there's not the, um, the level of separation of expert and client. It's, we're in this together and it, and it feels authentic that there's really a yes. investment in that. I love that so much. Yeah. I love it. And which is why I was so excited about the program as I dove into it, why I'm so excited to be a part of this team. I feel like it represents so much of, again, what's been so life-changing for me, what I still do, what I still have, I still use the curricula, um, revisit it from wherever I'm at and learn as I go even more about myself. So it's just, it's something that it's not hard to sell when it's so truly important in my own day-to-day. Well, we are, we are just so happy having you on the team. I am so, so thrilled for all of our amazing clients because I know they're going to benefit so much from all your knowledge as well. Um, Kathleen, I feel like there's a ton of things we could talk about. I, I wanted to ask you, cause I sure, I'm sure people want to know this, but like, how is your life different after the program? And then I guess specifically going into dating relationships, et cetera, how, like how that's changed after doing the program for you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so not only is it like an internal change, people in my life know and notice and have were seeing me through the process of like trying to figure this all out. No, I joined the program because I was talking about this um, and have continually commented on like how proud of me they are or how excited they are for me because there is a shift in how I think through situations um, how I navigate conflict, how I, um, address communication or boundaries. There's a, I'm like, I'm showing up for me in a way that, um, doesn't do any less for the people in my life. Um, but I'm honoring myself in a way that they're excited to see because they care about me and they, they see how there's a level of confidence, but it goes, I was doing the confidence thing, but now I'm embodying it in a way that allows me to show up in a more authentic way. They're seeing more emotion because I'm showing it more and they feel like they can Mm. support me instead of me being the person that always supports. And they appreciate being able to see that vulnerability and and walk alongside me in those situations. And so in that aspect of my life, I feel like not only do I feel like I'm I'm being my own advocate and and loving myself well, um, but my friends and my family all notice it and are excited for me and celebrate those wins with me as well as feel like there is a, there's, I, they can get closer to a real me because I'm not having to protect parts of myself. They're all there and taken care of consistently. Yes. Um, so it's more, 
the me 2.0, I guess. <laughs> and then I love this. Yes. I, oh yeah. I just want to, cause I, this is such an important distinction that securely attached Kathleen is also vulnerable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm sensitive to things. It's funny. Um, I cry at things and I think that I've always cried about things, but it was more of like, I'd watch a movie and I cry like every movie, but now it's, I get affected by things in a way that is more in the moment rather than privately. Um, and about my own life, not just about other people's experiences. Um, and my friends like that, not that they like to see struggle by any means, but they actually feel like I'm trusting them more to show up for me. That's beautiful. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's again, life changing. I can't speak highly enough of how much has changed and continues to change because it's again, buildable. Um, and then with dating, I'm still dating. I take breaks from the apps every once. And mind you before this, like I really, there was a, such a level of avoidance. I would get on these apps um, and swipe all day long. And I would never message anyone. I would never respond to any messages. I was the reason why people don't like dating apps. Like I was the problem again, problem. Um, and I hated them and I had such a bad attitude about them. Um, and there was anxiety around it and just bitterness. Um, yeah, and, no, you're describing how so many people feel. And just, I get it. The I've walls been there. are up. Yes. Yeah. It feels odd to try to, um, connect or figure out if someone is someone that you would want to connect with on that type of platform. And it's also the reality of where we're at right now and that's okay. And things change and adjustment and change and learning how to navigate it in an authentic way is going to look different for me than it may for someone else. And that's okay. Um, but I think knowing there isn't a right way other than not trying or doing it the way that I was, which was such a like fake effort towards it. I was like, I'll get the app, I'll do the profile and I'll just swipe all day and never respond to anyone. Um, so that was before. <laughs> and now I, you know, I take breaks every once in a while because I do think that it can be a little bit overwhelming in the sense of um, it's really easy to, oh, I'm not doing anything. Let me just open the app. Right. And start swiping and not really be thoughtful or intentional about it. Um, but I am on the apps now and I am dating and I'm having more fun with it. I'm not taking things as seriously. Um, we talked about this when I was in the program. It's like a supplemental aspect of things. It's not all of it and not keeping things on the app um, too long and having these intentional boundaries around what it looks like, what, how much before I'm like, okay, this isn't going anywhere and I'm not going to force it, but I'm also not going to keep giving it energy and, you know, meeting up with someone at first is a brief interaction and it's just to kind of get a feel for things and then it can build from there. And I have my own personal boundaries around, you know, where I will let it go as far as like vulnerability and showing up and letting people into giving people my time and energy is probably a better way to put that um, based on meeting the level of commitment that I'm receiving rather than trying to like prove that I deserve yeah. more. Um, and I'm trying to have fun with it, with letting people want to get to know me and trying to just be more and more comfortable with show up and just be you. There isn't a standards, not expectations, right? I think that was just your last podcast because I still obsessively listen to them. Um, and like understanding that going in with clear standards of what I deserve, but not putting those expectations on someone so that I am seeing it through a lens of like what I hope they will be. I'm just going to meet someone where they're at and see where it goes. And I check in now enough to trust my own intuition in the process of 
how it's feeling for me. And so it's just, it's, it's such a different feeling and there's parts of my life that I love about being single and I do want a relationship and enjoying the process instead of just focusing on an outcome has been my intentional effort of like how the energy I want to show up with to all of it, whether it's dating or meeting new people, um, that I like who I am and I like that I am not perfect, but I'm willing to grow. And if someone is not going to see that or someone is looking for something or finding inadequacies in me, that's okay. And they're not even wrong for it. It's just not for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Rejection is redirection. Absolutely. And I firmly believe, and I'm grateful for that. Um, grateful for the things that don't work out or don't go as planned because I'm trusting that it's not my standards being too high. It's indication that I do deserve the things that I know are good for me and that it's really relieving to know that I don't have to try to force someone into that role. And if they're not in it, then that's okay. Like someone else will be. There's a few things you're saying here that I hear a lot of our program grads say, which is you are intentionally dating. Mm -hmm. So you're aware of how you're showing up. You are enjoying it. You're Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to enjoy the process, which is huge. You're being authentic. And then this is a really key one where you're not wasting time. You're not trying and trying to make something work. You're, you're aware when something doesn't meet the standards and you move on and you don't let that mean anything about you or your worthiness. Yeah. And you're not spending months and months and months in a situation ship or Or for me, history of years in that situation. (laughs) So, right really cut that down, which is a great win. A great win. That that's one of my favorite things is helping women not waste their time. <laughs> yes. It's so important and it's so valuable. And yeah. Uh, you know, not to say that dating isn't at times frustrating either, but I think it also the census program, it's it it makes that part okay and not defining. Um and you know it it still hurts or is it feels like a twinge of disappointment or even potentially yeah. feeling like rejection. Um but I don't feel scared of that, nor do I feel overly like I have to identify with it. I can recognize it. I can sit with it. I can um, show up for myself in that. And I, it is the way that I feel it is not too much. And I know how to respond to it in a loving way now. Um, yes, so you're moving through it so much differently where it's like something maybe would have taken three months or six months to get over it. Maybe now it's taking a few days, a week, 100%. right? Yeah. A few days. And those few days suck. And they don't, they don't feel like I'm dreading and not knowing that it's going to end. It's like, this is part of it and it'll be over soon. And that's okay. This is yeah. also learning. And I think that that's where it's also a little bit different. My brain goes to like opportunities for growth and learning. And I love that. And I, th- this growth mindset aspect of is so important to my life and my values and is important in the person that I'm going to be with. Um, but these moments are hard and I learn so much more about myself in hard moments than the moments that are easy. Cause those are things that I've already learned that I'm putting into place that feel really good, but there's so much more I gain from and, and learn about myself and, and get to know myself better in those hard moments to learn what hurts me and, and what I need and how it feels to be loving versus harsh and, and how I respond to that and how I deserve to to be met with a curious response of like, I don't want to create, no, I don't want someone who's okay with hurting me that way. Um, Because I wouldn't be okay with making someone else feel that way. So 
all of those things are beneficial steps in the process. So I'm much, much more willing to look at it as this is part of the equation and it's useful. It's not just to hurt and pain and loss of time. Mm, so powerful. Yeah. There's no failure in dating. There's only learning. You hear me say yep. that yep. in the program the yep. over and over and over. Yep. Um, this has been so, so good. I want to ask you just a couple more questions. Sure. I, I know that already people are going to really appreciate everything that you've shared. Um, I think one question I would have for you is just the person who's listening to this, who's like, oh, it worked for Kathleen. Yeah. It's not going to work for me. Like I'm right. too broken or it's mm-hmm. too late for me. Or, you know, like the, the person who's doubting themselves, what would you say to them? Um, I would say to know that you have been with you your whole life. Um, and you do know you. And you may feel distant from that right now. And that's that that belief that feels like it won't work for you specifically. Um, but that's just an indication of, you know, the world has taught you to disconnect from you. But you do know you and getting the path back to you is so much more clear when you have support in place and, a, and someone who's guiding you through and, and these steps that you can take to get closer to that. Um, and that the feeling of it won't work for me is not, it, it's fear. And that's okay to be scared, but call it fear and not knowing if it will work for you rather than deciding it won't. Um, Because the moment that you open yourself up to recognizing that if anyone can learn about you, it is the person that's been with you the whole time. And so there's, there's, it's never too late to learn more about you. It's never too late to get closer and get back to you. Um, But that you've always known you, the world taught you to move away from that. And this program, if you're feeling that way, is a blessing in that there's already so much evidence. There's so many women who have done this program, um, coaches that are passionate and curricula that is helpful, that there are answers. And I would bet that many people who have complete, have who have successfully completed your program can relate to that. I know I can relate to that as a therapist. I've been the, well, maybe it's just not for me. I can help people with it, but for me, it's just not going to work. And I, I know all the information and I'm helping people through it. And so I so, so know that feeling. Um, and it was just because I had gotten so distant from myself, but not because I didn't, I wasn't capable of getting back to me. And once you start those, the the process of getting to know yourself again, there's almost like, it's like muscle memory. Like there are things that are so familiar that I forgot were familiar um, that you deserve to feel. And so my my encouragement to women who are feeling that way as I've been there. And I know that feeling and I know how defeating that is and you're not alone in it. And it's, that is a belief that is based in an attempt to protect you, but you deserve to show up for you and and just take a step towards that. I love that so much. You, you pointed out so many really beautiful things there about coming Mm -hmm. home to yourself and how we can get so disconnected from our inner knowings. Um, And then also just calling out fear, fear, has a lot of disguises. It'll show up in so many different ways. And I think when we can just acknowledge that it's fear and call it out, mm-hmm. we can be really empowered to take action anyways. I think yeah. the times I've changed my life the most, I was scared and I did it Absolutely. anyways. So Absolutely. I think it's kind of like training yourself of like, Hey, yeah, maybe I am a little scared. And maybe that's a good thing because my comfort zone hasn't worked out for me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the 
fear that has been keeping you disconnected from you and making you believe that you aren't capable of secure attachment or healthy relationship has gotten you to exactly where you are now. And if you don't want to stay there, you've got to try something different. You got to do something different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so many good things. I know we could talk forever. I really want to encourage people if they want to connect with you, obviously you are one of our coaches, one of our amazing coaches inside the program. So you can be with Kathleen in the program. Also, if they wanted to just connect with you on social media, if you're open Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, of course. Um, I, right now I'm taking a Instagram break, but I am planning to get back on now in this month. So, um, my handle is kitkat, K-I-T-K-A-T-588. Um, and so I will give you that information. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can reach out and I'm happy to answer questions. A hundred percent. Um, and Yeah. yeah, in the program, the, um, you know, the one-on-one coaching calls. I'm excited for those. I'm looking forward to yes. talking with women. I'm going to be doing the groups, all that. So through the Facebook group and one-on-one calls and yeah. um, Instagram. I want to just hype you up for a second. Email. I don't, yeah. I don't even think people know what an asset you are and just how much, you know, and how much expertise you bring. And the fact that you've been through the program and that you've really changed your life. Like Kathleen is such an asset. Like you, you really Thank are. You. I appreciate um, that. We're truly lucky to have you on our staff. Um, yeah. So anyways, I just hope people really do know that. that so yeah, no, it's so true. I appreciate it. I think it's, um, I don't think that I would have been able to hear or um, accept that before the program. I think it would have made me super uncomfortable. Um, but I think in this space, and again, I think everyone is capable of getting there. Um, that this environment, this community helps to show you what you are truly capable and deserving of. And I think that in that space, I think that the only reason why these things have happened, why it's come, there's been an opportunity to be a part of your team, for example, is the work that I did in this program attracted that level of opportunity that I don't think I would have been ready for or able to step into in the way that I am now, um, without the program. So yeah, the fact that when we had an opening that you came to mind, I mean, that obviously, because we do get a ton of people that apply. And I want to just say, like, we're so selective, as you know, like all of our support coaches are incredible. So um, yeah, but no, I, I really, I agree with you that you showing up with like real self-love and real confidence and that secure way of being like as soon as we had an opening I'm like oh yeah of course I'm gonna call Kathleen I'm excited. I love that <laughs> yeah and that's, that's the product of this program no I love that I love that that's amazing yeah well you've been so amazing and I it's such an honor to work with people like you and it just it fills my cup up it keeps keeps me going mm-hmm. so I appreciate you so much um you've listened to the podcast you know yeah. I always ask my guests this question so I'm yep. gonna ask you <laughs> love it you're walking down the street, you have a random person come up to you and they say, Kathleen, what's your best life advice of the moment? Doesn't have to be of your entire life, but today, right now, what would be your best life advice? Today, right now, it would be to start getting back to knowing yourself. And that could be 
a small step of at the end of your day, asking yourself and answer whether it's out loud or journaling it. Um, like, how are you doing it? The same way that you would ask a best friend or a partner, um, how was your day today? And, and how are you feeling? Um, and to do so in a way that is removing the expectation that I know so many women, myself included in this, um, that showing up for people that also comes with a pattern of people pleasing. I think that's for so long, I didn't get to know myself because I think that how I showed up for other people is that they brought their stuff to me. I felt obligated to do something with it, to fix it, to help them. Um, and that I think that one of the most loving gestures you can do is just listen and be curious in the same way that you would for any other person that you love um, to the simple questions of like, how are you feeling? And and remove the expectation. You don't have to do anything with that information. You don't, you don't have to take action. If, if you're feeling upset or hurt or whatever in an important relationship to just be curious enough to want to know the answer. Um, and even if it helps to remove that expectation, like don't do anything with it, just ask. And that I think is the, one of the most loving ways to show up for yourself. I know that affirmations are also part of the program and, and I believe in so much. And I think that one of the reasons affirmations used to be so hard for me, um, was I understood the brain science of, you know, neural paths and resistance around creating a new neural path when there's one already there and practiced and ingrained and what you don't use, you lose. So if this is so practice, it's going to be without even thinking about it, practicing old belief. Um, but there's this other layer of um, actions speak louder than words. I think that a lot of people talk about that in relationship. Um, if I'm telling myself I'm worth showing up for, but I'm also simultaneously at the end of the day, being like, oh, I don't even want to check in with myself because it's like too much. If I'm telling myself I'm too much work, but I'm telling myself at the same time, like, but I'm worthy of being loved. That makes it that, that part of me that is like, but you keep telling me to shut up. <laughs> like, do you really love me? I want to believe you that you love me, but you keep also telling me like, okay, it's too much. I don't want to check in. I don't even want to think about it. And so just that act does so many things. And if you just yeah. start there, you, you will see yourself in a way that again, feels familiar. Um, and, and I think it's just a really loving way to make space for you. So good. Well, there's our next episode that you and I do There we go. Love it. <laughs> because I talk, you know, in the program, I'm always talking about that relationship with yourself. And we talk about setting a timer on your phone three yep. times a day, check in with you. Cause you're absolutely right. You have to have the behaviors that back up the beliefs because our brains are smart. If those behaviors are not there, we're not going to believe the new beliefs. So that's, that's great, tangible advice for anybody listening. They can go just start showing up with the behaviors. Like you really care about yourself and you want to know how you're doing. Right. Right. And that curiosity lends itself to, even if I don't fully buy into that new affirmation, I have all this evidence that I'm trying and effort translates so much more than outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like all of those things. And, and I think this my encouragement to anyone questioning this process for themselves and, and dating and attachment and all of these things. And that this program also creates that time and structure around, if you want to do it, you have to make the time for it. And that in itself is another loving gesture. And if I could make time for groups and one-on-one -on -one calls and doing this coursework, where is there justification that I can't check in with myself at the end of the day and just see how I'm feeling. Um, and so all of those acts of showing up for yourself that yes, translate to 
beliefs that actually stick and feel so like it's just like coming home to yourself it's a, it's a warm hug <laughs> i love it yeah and sometimes we need something like this program to create that external accountability of hey you need to show up for yourself right so absolutely yeah Kathleen, this has been so good. I just want to thank you so much for being an incredible client and incredible part of our team. I know people listening are going to love this episode. And obviously, if you want to join us inside of the program, we would love to coach you. We'd love to support you on your journey. And we will have the application link um, in the show notes. And I know in August, actually, we're doing a really great deal it's it's my birthday month so we're oh, we're giving people a bonus of month. You're giving, you would <laughs> on your birthday give people hey, you so know <laughs> right <laughs> that's the best way to celebrate so you get a bonus month in the program um at this time so yeah don't miss out on that offer that's it's a really great deal and then come hang out with kathleen and i we'd love to yeah, coach you please yeah, yeah i would i'm excited and like thank you so much for having me and i am privileged and blessed to be a part of this team. And I'm excited to show up and hang out with all these people that are doing the real work. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Kathleen, thank you. Thank you. And of course, I know both of us were wishing the audience high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.